What's up, Brainiacs? You know, I know you look outside and it looks like the whole world's coming to an end. Rest assured it's not. These are tumultuous times, no doubt. But don't worry about it. Viber Brain's going to walk you through it. Let's do this. All right, we're back. I promised you and I threatened you would be back and we're back. Uh, welcome to Blabberbrain show and uh, we are your host, uh, Michael Cadry and the uh, clown to the left of me or joker to the right, which every way you're looking at is uh, the big M, Mark Anthony. And uh, but I, you know, the, the, all the feedback I kept getting on from our last show was we need more of Mark. So, you know, I guess you didn't <laughs> talk a lot, but uh, so everybody says we need more Mark. Uh, it, it's just so it, it's hard when you got a, a guest on the show and you want to try to divvy up the conversation. Tom is just engaging to talk to, and he was just on a roll, so you kind of just got to let him let him go with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I didn't know a lot about Tom going into that either, and I should have done some homework because I I saw a little bit of information on him, read read a little bit, saw a few photos, and then I didn't realize once he started talking. Obviously, you guys know each other pretty well, but he started going into things that I was just shocked. I didn't realize that he was, was talented in so many different areas. So I had nothing yeah. to contribute. I'm like, Oh, he, he did that. <laughs> oh, you're doing this. Um, I didn't, I couldn't say anything because it was, it was just like if I was uh, at home and I had my earbuds on and I was just listening to the report. Oh, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I, it, I was just, I was thrown off by it. I, w- I was actually, pleasantly shocked oh yeah he's definitely multi-talented uh you know just in everything he does and he's a he's just a great guy good to talk to it's a lot of fun to talk to and you're just a guy with a big heart and i think that's just because he's one of those artist type you know and of course they, they're always uh, very connected to people and just a blast to talk to so we appreciate having him on and you know we're going to have guests like that on from time to time probably more often than not but um you know oftentimes it's just good to get back to basics which is you and I just bantering about, blabbering about, uh, talking about whatever's coming off the top of our cranium. And, um, you know, it's just the, the, the whole basis of what you and I like to do is we don't like to get too serious. You know, we like to try to keep things a little more lighthearted. I think that's what people like about this show is that we have serious conversations, but don't get uh, uber uptight about everything. But, you know, just in today's time and everything that's going on, it's just, it's, man, it's hard to find, you know, something to laugh about, <laughs> you know, uh, you need some sort of escape. Okay. Maybe, this, maybe this show can be the people's escape. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, I'd, I'd rather be doing this right now than, well, right now, I guess the, the 10 o'clock news is, is coming up and I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I've seen enough. I work from home and I have a TV on in the background much of the time. It's not up loud, but it's usually something that's going to be news or something where there's a lot of talking where if I have to get on a call real quick or somebody calls in that I don't have the theme from the Brady Bunch in the background. <laughs> it actually has a, it sounds a little more professional. And right. oh, man, I'm to the point now where I think you made a reference on, on Saturday about, about going up into space at uh, they were they had the right they had the right idea because they got on just they, in time, man. Yeah, a few hours later, oh my god. Yeah. It's, and it's and it's been it's been a it's been a bigger mess 
bigger mess since. I thought we would be talking about how things are starting to open up a little more. And even though there's still a threat and everything with the coronavirus, I figured things would be a little more lighthearted. And now all of a sudden, just like, wow. And, and how did we skip over the murder hornets? There were supposed to be murder hornets. What happened to them? You know, I don't, I didn't ever really read anything about them, but somebody told me that they were warning saying they were coming, that they found a couple of them dead here in the U.S. What was like a year or a year and a half ago. Yeah. Maybe I have that wrong, but <laughs> I, I had, a, I thought it was something that was not even anywhere near being a threat as of right now. And I thought maybe they were just trying to. I, I just think that they're, they're trying to throw something, everything but the kitchen sink. Now they're saying that there's a, a an asteroid headed towards Earth that's going to narrowly miss us, uh, you know, this year. You know, there's There was an earthquake at uh, Yellowstone Park, you know, near their, uh, you know, their volcano. <laughs> it's like, what else is going to happen? You know, these are the signs of Armageddon, it seems. It's just, you know, 2020 is a wacky year, man. Yeah, those guys on Mountain Men, if you ever watch that TV program on the History Channel, I think, they, I think they're I think right. They're yeah. already out in the middle of nowhere, and they're living off the grid, and they seem to, be doing, seem to be doing quite fine. I'm getting to the point now with everybody arguing, fighting, the politics, everything. might not be a bad idea. I'm sure there's a lot of people who know me who would prefer me to be like Mountain, one of the Mountain Men. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of uh, Western Pennsylvania, and go up into the hills somewhere. And, and I just, mean, uh, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather head to a beach somewhere. I'd rather go down to Aruba or Roatan or someplace like oh, that and just unplug, uh, be in the warmth, have my toes in the sand with a drink in my hand, and just unplug from from uh, reality. It's just it's so hard. And you know, I, th- I think the hardest there's two things that are really hard about this uh, for me. And possibly for you as well. Uh, number one, you know, you and I are both pretty optimistic guys. We're pretty positive, upbeat. You know, I am. <laughs> I think you are. Uh, you've always been. I thought it was Debbie Downer. Like, no, how you doing? Debbie oh, geez, Downer. I think we're all going to die tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the boat, somebody's going to set off the. Boat. Okay, well, maybe maybe you offset your your downer with uh, your 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 comedy and your jovial. Maybe oh. that's why you'd like to joke around to offset it. But me, I'm I'm I, I'm usually pretty positive outlook kind of guy, and so when I see all this negative, 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 it, it, it affects me. It affects me strongly because like I try to combat things with, you know, I'm, I'm, I make positive posts, and with all these negative stories, I try to make positive posts, and it just seems like and. and I, you know, even when I post positive things, there's people hijacking the post to bring it down and say negative things. And it's just like, what is wrong with this world? Why do people have to like be angry and miserable and mad and, and, and all this stuff? And it's so hard for me. And the other part that's hard is, uh, you know, is being uh, a, a pragmatic independent where I can look at both sides and I have criticisms of both sides because in today, in today's world, you know, there, there's, there's no such thing as truth anymore. You know, what is truth? There's actually things that are true. There's physical things that you can see, feel, touch, and hear, and, and they're, they're real. You know, like this glass of wine is a real glass of wine. I can see it. I'm drinking it. I know it's wine. But if I put this out on the internet and say, here's my glass of wine, it's like 50% of the people will say, no, that's orange juice. And the other 50% of the people say, no, that's a glass of water. And both sides will argue back and forth with each other that they're right. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely 
wine. I know it's wine, you know? So what, but in today's world, it's like, even as far as uh, Trump goes, if you don't love him fully, then you hate him. And if you don't hate him fully, then you love him. Well, why can't you just judge the guy based on who he is and the job he's doing? Why, why does it have to be one, like all or nothing? I think they kind of, I think, I think it's kind of, I don't know, me personally, I think he's kind of playing it that way. It works. It, I mean, he, he's pretty good at keeping, uh, I mean, a lot of, most presidents will win with 40, 42, 43% um, of the votes in November, especially now because you always have a libertarian party, a green party, you know, party world or whatever it is. And you add all those people together and you get maybe a five, seven, eight percent of the vote. So it's I think it's just the way that I think it's part of the strategy that takes place. And I just think that once you put somebody off, if you say the wrong thing, especially nowadays, you say the wrong thing, it, it stays out there. I mean, years ago, you could do something. Geez, you could go and bomb another country and it might not even make it onto the news until <laughs> a year later. I mean, today you go outside and you, you get, you get an ice cream cone at Rita's and it, and you go to take a bite and it falls on, falls on the ground and hits you on your foot. There's somebody there with their camera. Oh, that's funny. And <laughs> yeah. there it is on Facebook. So I mean, right. now you can't, when you, you can't get away with anything. And the thing is that, a lot years ago, you could say, I mean, if you talk long enough, just like I do here, if you talk long enough, something stupid's going to come out of your mouth. And a lot of <laughs> times, what happens, yeah, and what ends up happening sometimes when you have someone who likes to talk all the time, who wants to control the show, who wants to have the spotlight all the time, sooner or later, something stupid's going to come out of your mouth or you're going to say something that really isn't that true and it's easily found because there's just archives of everything out, out there. You could find photos from 20 years ago. There's just nowhere to, it's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to hide. It's, I think the days of being squeaky clean or even coming across squeaky clean on the national or even at a state level is it's impo it's impossible. There's always something. But but even that, it's not it's not going to matter. If even if the there we could have the most pragmatic uh, pres uh, presidential candidate in the world come up who is uh, nice to both sides, who has great ideas that are that could make both sides happy. As long as they've got that letter after their name, they're going to be evil to one side or the other. Oh, so no. as long as they have a D or an R after their name. It, it, it's not going to matter what they what they do, what kind of job they do, what kind of ideas they have, what kind of person they are. They're going to be deemed as evil by the other side. And, and is that where we're at? It's like yep. all or nothing. I mean, yep. we we as a country we've been divided for for years. I mean, look, we had a civil war back you know 150 years ago, an actual civil war where the whole country was divided that that much. Um, we've always been divided, but it's just, why does it seem different now? I mean, I watched the progression from ever since, ever since Clinton was, uh, you know, was impeached. It's almost like it was going to be, well, it doesn't matter who the next president is. We're going to impeach that next president. And they tried with Bush, uh, with, with, uh, with, with the whole, uh, election, they tried to impeach him saying it was Ill, illegitimate, but then when that wasn't popular with the people and then 
uh, they let that go. And then 9-11 happened and everybody rallied behind them. And then they just lost the, the ability to impeach him. And now that Trump's in, it's like before he got in office, like, well, we're just going to impeach him. This is carried. This people think this has everything to do with Trump. It has nothing to do with Trump. It has everything to do with because of the fact that he won at two things. First of all, he beat Hillary, which they didn't think. And number two, that they just wanted Hillary so bad and they thought that she was going to be coronated in there. But the other side of that is because of Bill Clinton got impeached. So if an independent would have won, there would have been no I mean, they would have been angry because Hillary didn't win. But there wouldn't be the I'm going to get even with them because he's not a Republican. At least that's how I feel. I don't think there, but this is all about, we're going to get even. And so now what happens is the rank and file people, and I'm talking about Washington people, I'm talking about the voters, the people that pay attention to politics, whatever, have dug their heels in so much that they are in whatever the Democrat party says. If you're a liberal, you follow it to the T. Either you, they own, liberals own 90%, control 90% of the media. That they, you know, social media, the, the, the news, newspapers, whatever the outlet is, they have 90% of it. Conservatives, you know, they have their small outlets, but it doesn't matter what's being fed to them. No matter what conservative, whether it's Breitbart or Fox News or Blaze Media or whatever, whether it's true or not, they believe it hook, line, and sinker. And all the, the 90% of the liberal media, they believe it hook, line, and sinker. Now, I did some thought, thoughts about this too. Because I see this bantering back and forth, too, about being brainwashed. Both sides think the other side's brainwashed. And I can almost understand why liberals think that conservatives are brainwashed. And that is because the fact that the liberal media controls 90% of everything, right? So if, if you're a person and you don't pay attention to everything, you're not pragmatic and you don't, you're not looking at both sides, you're only looking at your own side, you can turn on one channel after the next, after the next, after the next, and look on social media and read newspapers, and you're seeing all the same news. Everything matches up with each other because they're all in lockstep. So to you, that's your world. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. That's your world. And so the other side of that is if you're not buying into that, if you're not believing that, then you must be brainwashed or you're an idiot or the name calling starts, whatever. So it doesn't matter. And then the other side, like I said, with the conservative side, they're thinking you guys are clearly brainwashed because 90% of the information you have that's coming to you is fake information. It's false information. So you're brainwashed and thinking that it's real. We're, we're at a stalemate. We're at a complete stalemate. And I think that the only reason that this news stuff comes out, that the news that comes out um, is not meant for the people who are already paying attention because they've dug their heels in. They're not, they're not budging one way or the other, right? The, the, the staunch, there's not, there's nothing that, and that a conservative can post and they do this a lot. And I still scratch my head over it. They post all these positive things about Trump, right? There's nothing you're going to post. That's going to make a liberal going, Hmm, maybe I got to rethink my thoughts on Trump. I, I, maybe he is not that bad. They're not thinking that. And then the liberals the same way they post all this negative things about Trump. Are they thinking that somewhere along the line, a, a, a conservative is going to say, wow, I didn't know that. I, I, I haven't figured out all wrong. There's maybe like 1% of the people that, that they will buy into that. They're a little weak-minded or whatever, and they'll sway one way or the other. But for the most part, if you're a Democrat, you're not buying the good stuff. If you're a Republican, you're not buying the bad stuff. So why, why put that stuff out there at all? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, ratings, people watching, money, advertising. When you started even talking about things with starting with Bill Clinton, right at that time is about when technology started 
yeah. advancing where, no, we weren't using smartphones, but there was a lot of internet use and that now everybody has, has a voice. I mean, can you imagine us, uh, you know, 20 years ago doing something like this to put on the internet? I'd have, would have to do, uh, I'd have to call you and then would have to have a tape recorder with, with that little suction cup thing that you put on a receiver to record both of us right. on the cassette and then try to do something. And it would be delivered in real media, 320 by 240, yeah. and it'd be this little postage stamp of a, of a video. Right. And I think the big thing is, I mean, look, there's been all kinds of scandals for years. I mean, uh, John F. Kennedy would have never gotten, he'd never be able to get away with all the stuff that he no. did in today's time. Same with even when you go back, even with Richard Nixon. I mean, it, I'm sure if you go back and look and you see some of the things that were going on towards the end of the Vietnam War, I don't remember the specifics, but I remember reading uh, where he wasn't, they weren't, they were bombing somewhere. They were bombing another area and not telling the media, letting anybody know what was, what was going on. And it had, it did have something to do with them and ending, ending the war and having him end the war. But I mean, the things that he did. That you just could, you 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 could get away with a lot more. There were people, people shut up. People weren't speaking out about things. There was no there was no uh, way to record somebody. Everything they do now, we have a you have a cell phone. And I mean, as much as recording video has, and even what's going on right now. I mean, you know, you years ago, probably there's probably things were even worse than what we're all fighting and bitching about today. It right. just wasn't out there to be, well, right. be seen. The, the, I mean, the internet has, has definitely made that news more prevalent and, and in, in some instances it made it good and it's made it worse because, you know, and here's my other contention, you know, especially with Trump. Um, you and I've said this right from the time that he got elected. I said that the media is actually going to help him get reelected because they, 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 they lie about things he says or twist things he says. And you don't need to. Just let Trump be Trump, okay? Sometimes he says the right thing, but the majority of times he's putting his foot in his mouth and he's saying something bombastic and, and horrendous and whatever. And, you know, just let those words speak for themselves. You don't need to make things up. And, but the problem is when you make them up and then you get busted on it, now people are, are jaded about everything that you're, that you're putting out there because they say, oh, it's fake news, fake news, fake news. But, and they still haven't learned their lesson. They're still to this day taking things and, and editing them to make him sound worse. Like, why? You don't need to do that. That's just, I, 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 that's mind-boggling to me. And so whenever they get busted, then it just keeps piling up and piling up and piling up. It's just, just report on the guy and on who he is, and you would still get the same results. You know? Well, the thing is, yeah, but nowadays in politics, I mean, come on, you, uh, there's been many things that he said that are proven that it was, it was a lie and they go, oh, well, it didn't matter anyhow. Same thing. You could say the same thing with, with, uh, with Obama, you could say the same thing with Bush, but the thing is, like I said earlier, if you keep talking too much, if you talk too much and you always have to kind of have the have to be the one that's always in the spotlight, not let the other people who are involved with things, let them talk. You always got to talk over them sooner or later. And it doesn't matter how smart you are sooner or later. You're just going to say something that sounds, 
stupid because you just bat, you sort of babble on. You can't you run out of things to say, and sometimes you're what you would be thinking in your head, which isn't realistic. It comes out of your mouth. It's just a mess. It's and, just and a mess. And the cameras are always around. rolling. The cameras are always rolling. No doubt, and, nothing's off the cuff anymore. Right. So I don't know. It's I don't know that we'll we'll ever get out of this other than uh, and I believe it or not. Uh, Dennis Miller was saying something the other day on, on a, a talk show that I was, everything that was coming out of his mouth sounded like it was coming out of my mouth. And um, one of the things he said, he says, um, with a straight face and something that I've been saying even for a while, he's like, I just think it's time to start divvy, divvying things up. And the guy's like, well, what are you talking about? He goes, it's time to just bust this country up and just start divvying up the states. You know, you get this side, you get that side, whatever. Maybe it's not sides, maybe it's states, whatever, just whatever. And I think that's what we've come to. I don't think that we will ever unite as a country. Put it this way. If, if, um, if this COVID uh, or any, any like the, the Black Lives Matter or anything like this can't unite this country um, that, or, or a good, strong economy that was, that was going on, if these type of things can't unite a country, then we're beyond uniting. There's nobody that's going to step into office. I don't care how pragmatic they are. I don't care if they're an independent. Um, if they get along with uh, both sides, if they've got great ideas, you know, that person is, you know, first of all, as an independent, you're never going to get elected. Second of all, if you have a D or an R after your name, you're just going to get deemed as, as, as uh, you know, as evil by one side or the other. So I think the only thing that's really left is to start, you know, having the, the states secede. I mean, and I don't even know where you start from that. It just has to start with one one state saying we're out of here. Um, but what, what's the solution? How do you unite? How do you unite everything? Do you unite? Do you have still know. hope that they unite, or do you just say, you know what, that it's just time to bust it up and, and start something over again? I the think even if something bad or something serious happens, we'll unite. But it, once it passes things will just go back to what it, I think the only way the country or to this country or even the world itself is going to unite is if some Martians started coming down from outer space and <laughs> starting to blow things up. And now we have to go and we have to fight these Martians to save the planet or to save the country. Well, then maybe state? everybody will, yeah, maybe everybody <laughs> will pull together now, but I don't, I just don't, I don't, it's, it's, it's very difficult to think that, it's it's going to stay a mess. I mean, we're getting older. So, you know, in another, you know, if once you're in your mid-60s or you're retired or whatever, you know, most things that take place don't have that great of an impact on your life. But how about like your kids who are, you know, yeah. you have daughter going into college, which I would oh, have I to fear imagine. for that, man. I fear for that, man. They, they've got a, the, the world that they're in for as adults is not going to be anything what you and I grew up with. It's, it's totally different. And, um, it's, I'm, I will say this is not, I, I can't imagine it being good. I mean, look, look at the, look at the eighties that we lived through for crying out loud. The eighties to me were a fantastic decade to, to live through eighties and early nineties and late seventies even. Um, what a time to be a kid and grow up. Um, you know, like I said before, internet, uh, music was fantastic. Um, you know, people, you know, just had a good time. Everything was about having a good time. I mean, that was like Van Halen. That was their, Van Halen was the, the, the party, uh, the, the poster child for having a good time. Right. 
And that's what their music lended to. And they they opened the door. They paved the way for that with other bands, you know, Poison coming in or Def Leppard or whoever. And it's just, it was all about having a good time. And um, it's now everybody's too serious. It's everybody's so serious. And it's like, dude, stop t- taking yourself so serious. People think that they're woke. Oh, we're woke. You know, it's it's just like, I, I got a good example. And I want to put this up on the, on the board here. Um, with the Black Lives Matter movement, People are getting way too serious about this, but take check this out. I, I actually made a comment about this, but this Lucas Films and Disney and other people are posting this that says, we stand against racism. We stand for inclusion. We stand with our fellow black employees, storytellers, creators, and the entire black community. We must unite and speak out. Duh. Okay, why do you need to post that? Why, why do you feel like you need to post that? Why is that not the default stance of every company in this country? And if you think, don't, if you don't have that stance, you should be posting. Well, we don't agree with this stuff. Right. But they felt like they had to post that for what? To feel included? To show that they're yeah. woke? What? I think. Yeah, I think nowadays it's almost companies have to to state the obvious. But just as you're talking about, as far as Black Lives Matter, there's some people I saw, and just like you are and myself, we're connected to a lot of people on social media. I mean, between my personal page and then I have, you know, a very large amount of people following me on my uh, musician page. That's Mark Anthony, solo and friends. (laughs) (laughs) Nice plug, good plug. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the thing, what was I again? I just almost lost my train of thought here for a moment. But now there are people posting that Black Life Matters is a terrorist group. (laughs) And it's just like, you know, it's like you got to It's and people who are just fighting so hard to post, find anything they can to post it to say, hey, there's no racism in this country or, you know, I had it hard, too. Of course, you me and you surely weren't privileged. We haven't had the easiest backgrounds growing up. And I was discriminated, too. I mean, I mean, for like having long hair. I can't tell you how many times I was crossing the street and someone that locked was, their doors because I crossed the street and I had long hair. But that, but that, but that was choice. But we didn't have that. We didn't have that extra thing added on to it. No, and I, that, I get and that's that. What, and that's what people just got to realize. You're not. Nobody's really saying that. Look, you know, you just because you're white or because you're this or whatever you had. Yeah, if you were born with a silver spoon in your life, yeah, you probably had a privileged life. But there's a lot of people we've known who have had parents. You know, even, you know, like my father passed away when I was young in a car accident, you know, but you have people whose fathers might have been abusive or an alcoholic or there was a the father wasn't around or the mother left and the mother wasn't around. But we, you know, and but we don't have that extra that extra thing added on, which obviously can make it can make a great difference. I mean, we've we've seen it all in our, in our own lives. And I can't, I'm surely never going to sit and say, Hey, I understand how you feel because I, I, I can't, I can't, I don't know that. It no, doesn't matter I, what I read I, or what anybody tells me. So I, and I understand what they mean by when they say white privilege, because I don't think that they're saying that, that we, we were rich and, and had everything handed to us and stuff like that. But I think no. they were just saying that, that, you know, people didn't look at us they, I, differently. But I, again, I'm not equating me having long hair and getting and getting uh, prejudged uh, the same as being racist because, like you said, yeah, it was my choice. But it's still someone looks at you and thinks that you're going to carjack them just because you have long hair. They're prejudging you. 
that it was hurtful. So I can imagine, and there's there. I mean, I I could cut my hair and and, and eliminate that right away. They can't change the color yeah. of their skin. Well, go ahead and do that, Mike. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> that's exactly why I went bald because I was getting, if, you I was getting long, <laughs> if you would have had your long, if you would have had your long with your long hair, if you would have been wearing some spandex, you right. probably wouldn't have been as afraid of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who knows? But uh, you know, it might have been scarier. Who knows? But I, I get what they're saying. I mean, the privilege is the fact that. Someone doesn't look at me and say and and wonder, um, you know, if uh, am I a good one? Am I a bad one? You know, where people are, where are probably going to look at the the black people and say, is this a good black person? Or is this a bad, bad black person? Whatever. It's just like Joe Biden when he says, you know, uh, you know, poor poor pe- people are just as uh, bright and intelligent as as uh, white kids. I'm like, what? What, what kind of idiotic thing is that to say? Because you're automatically coming at this from a standpoint that poor people are black. You know, but I, 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 I sometimes can't blame him because that's what he grew up with. He grew up in the, the segregated uh, era where, you know, uh, when he was a kid, that's just how you, you treated people. The, the, the blacks were different. And, you know, the, the Democrats were, were some of the biggest, uh, you know, opponents to civil rights and everything. And they, they didn't want the Civil Rights Act. So I get that. But as a politician, he should have progressed over the years and he shouldn't be harboring those, those feelings anymore, especially when you're running for president. But um, that, again, I, I understand what they're saying by, by white privilege. And I think that it's, I understand that the people say, well, there's no such thing as white privilege, but there, there oh. is because we're not looking at it from, from a black person's perspective. Right. I just don't like when I'm starting to see people out there trying to do everything they can to say that there isn't a, there, there isn't a, there's not a problem. Right. And that's just, that's just, it's, and that to me, when I see somebody fight so hard to do that, tells me they might be part of the problem. <laughs> they might be part of the problem. Well, but, it's, it's, it's know, harder. It's harder for me. It, it's harder for me. And I, I know you have some of the same feelings of me in this area, but it's harder for me to, um, you know, really get down into, um, deep talk about racism because I didn't grow up that way. That's not who I am. I don't look at people by the yeah. color of their skin. I, 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 I have a lot of black friends. I have a lot of, you know, people that, you know, friends in the middle Eastern, whatever. I don't look at people based on their ethnicity or the background or the color of the skin or whatever like that. I'm judging you whether you're a, you're a good person or a jackass. You know what I mean? An ass is an ass. An ass is an ass. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter how old, how young, what right. color, what education, whatever. So I, I sometimes, so I sometimes have a hard time, um, you know, either defending it or, 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 or uh, whatever the case may be that, you know, that's just not my world. So I can't get into the world of a racist and, and, and look at that no more than I can go into the world of a black person and, and look at things through that perspective. And uh, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure it existed. 100% exists. But the other thing I, the other thing I wanted to say real quick, and we'll, we'll, we'll take a quick break, um, is not all, uh, um, things that you see, especially with like cops, uh, like, like the whole, um, uh, George Floyd incident, there's no way to tell if that was racially motivated because ra- racism is in the heart of a person, right? You can now you can even look at the history of somebody and say, okay, well, he has a history of this, that, and the other thing. I still don't know that that is proof of racism. The guy could just be a jackass. He could just be a jerk, you know, and, and could just be 
uh, full of uh, loving the, the, the ability to have power over people because he's a cop. That doesn't mean that it's a, it's a racist thing. So, you know, bad cop doesn't equal racist cop. But, you know, not, um, not all people that are prejudiced are racist, but all people who are racist are prejudiced. You know, you can be prejudiced against, against something and not be, uh, not be a racist, but it's impossible to be a racist and not be prejudiced. So um, I, I just want to clear, I think people a lot of times they want to go to that, that racist card because it's hurtful and it sounds mean and you want to hurt somebody because you've been hurt, whatever. So it's easier just to throw out that they're a racist. But that's such egregious thing because you have to really know a person's heart and, and how they feel about people to know whether they're a true racist or not. Yeah, unfortunately, that poor guy's not going to have the opportunity to find that out. Right, exactly. And we'll never know. And I don't know that it matters at this point in time. Uh, he was senselessly murdered. And thank God that uh, there will be punishments uh, handed out. And um, if they get anything less than life imprisonment, then I think that there will be another uprise in this country. And right now, this uh, topic is getting too serious for the Blabberbrain show. So why don't we take a little break and we'll reset. We'll come back with a new topic. Blabberbrains. All right, welcome back to Blabberbrains. And uh, for you, that was a very short break for us. We had a chance to reset. Oh, there it is. That was, something was missing in the first segment. I knew it. So, Okay, now I'm ready, baby. Look like you're ready to do some gardening is what you're ready to do. Oh, no, this is my music. <laughs> this is my musician hat. Your Oki from Muskogee hat. Oh, well, you know how Slash has his whole hat thing. I'm yeah, getting that, rid of the cowboy hat, and I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with this. That's, that's not slash cool. Slash would not approve of that hat. Oh, it did. It, you never knew that hat was going to be cool at the beginning. It just worked that way. I mean, usually you look like you should be out in the rice fields or something like that. I, I don't know. Little Spanish guitar, maybe. Yeah, I don't like know. I'm taking a siesta. Uh, well, maybe if you had a handlebar mustache, that hat might work. I think you maybe start start working on that. Well, this thing will choke me anyhow, but I use this to cut grass. It was bought for me as a joke from Home Depot a few years ago for $1.99, and the neighbors get to see me wear it every time I cut the grass. They right. think I've lost my mind, but and for oh, years, they know. For those of you who think I was being racially incentive, insensitive by saying you should be out in the rice fields, <laughs> just that's the kind of hats they wear out there. It doesn't matter who's out there doing working. That's the, the type they type of hats they wear. So it's anyway. it's nice when it's it's nice to keep the sun off you. Although although it would be a great great hat to win at Kennywood when they when you're at that one uh, game where they could either you get, have the choice either guess your weight within five pounds. Right your height or your age or something like that. Right. They give out these stupid hats like that, but yeah. mine was a gift. Oh, well, either way. <laughs> it's, it's oh, I got hat head, but oh well. <laughs> uh, that's okay. You had hat head before we began. So anyways, <laughs> and one other thing that's um, kind of on my mind is, uh, you know, the, let's talk about music a little bit since that's in our blood. And, um, you know, that, that could have been our careers at one point in time. And, uh, in today's day and age, I'm thankful that it's not, um, as much as I miss it. Um, it's, it's rough as a musician now, man, those guys aren't getting paid. That, that, that was their only job. It's not like they did that on the side. There's professional musicians touring the world, touring, touring the country. And 
for all you people that think that the bands are out there are all you know uber rich they're not all Def Leppards or U2s or or anybody else that's like they they could retire right now and never need another dime majority of bands are out there touring um they need that money they 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 tour for a living they don't have another side job and they don't have a stash of money sitting in their bank account um this is hurting them man and they they can't get any uh you know restitution or any uh bailout from the government or anything like that. now i know there was talk that, that they're looking at people in the music industry to help them out and i hope that they do or that they have and i just haven't heard about it yet but uh yeah what do you think i mean it's, it's got to be hard yeah no doubt especially for the smaller artists it's one thing motley crew and poison and deaf leopard no yeah they're set those track. guys are set but one thing i wanted i wanted to bring up um that i made a mistake on when i listened to the last episode that we did and i was talking to you and uh and tom regarding a country band yeah. and i now i see why he was so shocked um when i said that they had it was a new band a few years ago they had a few country modern country hits and when i looked up their albums their sales it was a not 165 but i, I said 165 but i meant 165 Hey, and that's probably what really <laughs> rattled his world. Although right. 165 is pretty damn low. Too. Yeah, exactly. But, well, there, okay, there goes a typical band like that, like you were talking about as far as making money. It seems like the average, because I know I'm going to be going into the studio and my stuff's going to be, my EP is going to be free to anybody who, who wants it. And who knows, nobody might, nobody might want it, <laughs> but they're going to have it for, I'm giving it. I, I'm giving it to anybody who wants it to share it. Whatever. Well, you'll have one fan. I. I. I I'll. I'll be, I mean, be sure to get the it, electronic so. version. You know, the digital version will be free. If you want to, if you want a real CD, it will be probably just maybe two or three dollars. Like, I don't think I have anything to play a CD on anymore. It's, but. It's, <laughs> but the thing. But the thing is, though, when you start looking into the streaming services, because you have to put out there if you want somebody to hear about you or listen to you, it's seeming to be about. 7,000 plays equals a penny. So how the hell are you as a musician going to make any money? So say you do, you, you're successful and you, nowadays you maybe you sell 120,000 copies. What's that, about $120,000? If you're lucky, that goes to the band or to the performer and, that, and that's it. And of course you get these, maybe you have a few million um downloads from Google Play or iTunes and people are listening to it on air or on Sirius Satellite or Spotify or whatever, there's another smooth two or $300 in your pocket. Right. I mean, there's just, there's, I'm glad uh, we're not getting paid for the show and on the same scale. Otherwise we would have, uh, hey. have earned maybe like one three thousandths of a penny. Hey, we're earning, <laughs> just, we're, we're earning just as much as a lot of Bands out there that have a hit on the radio. This is so, true. I mean, this is true. We're, we're doing just as well as them. And I couldn't imagine having to to go on tour, especially a big tour. Say you are Motley Crue and you're and you're on tour. And I mean, come on, they're older guys. Vince Neil, we talked about it before. He looks like he already was ahead of the whole Corona curve. He was right. packing on weight years earlier, right before this. And the thing is. Well, Mike, you know how it is. If you're going on tour and you're going on the road, you are you are coming across so many different people that have been with somebody else, around somebody else. Every meal that you have, everything that's handed to you is coming from somebody you might not even know 
who knows who they've been around. Right. Been around fans, the opening band, the people at the stadiums, everything that goes on, sleeping at a hotel, having a meal, having food catered and brought to you. I mean, you're taking a you're you're taking quite a risk, even if you think this isn't that big of a deal. And right. it's still it's still taking quite a risk versus me and you or you know, more so you than me, you go into work, your family's out. But that's not even it's all the hands that are touched between the crew and everything. Can you imagine you have a whole crew on the road, somebody gets sick, now everybody's got is stuck there for fourteen days to quarantine. Right. You know, yeah. I mean it it's just it's gotta be it's gotta be a nightmare. And there's a regional musician who's had some albums out uh I'm sure he's probably not uh, listening to us, but somebody knew I connected to uh, David Christian, who, who is out in. Um, I do believe he's in. He's stationed in Nevada, but he plays in Nevada and Iowa and Wyoming. And he's a he's kind of a country artist, really folky, really good. And he hasn't been able to do any shows the last few months. And he'll go on face. He was going on. Now he's actually. Uh, having a couple of shows taking place, but every week they were letting him do this thing on Facebook. He would go on Facebook for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes and it was open spaces. And sometimes it would be a hair salon that would let him come in or it was a, it was a movie theater and he'd set up his computer and just his acoustic guitar and talk and, and, and sing and play. And of course he'd have his thing. He didn't want to push it much, but like some of these people are doing online to go get a, you know, you could tip them through PayPal or yeah. one of the other formats just to try, because that's what that guy does full time. And he's was a teach. He told me he was a teacher for years, and he's been doing music full time for 15 years. And he's not a guy who's getting anything but a little bit of regional airplay. Has success in those in that in that region, but he's not. He's. It's not like even when things are great, the guy's making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Yeah, well, so Rand, Randy, Randy Jackson from Zebra, I'm sure you, you, you know, and oh, he was kind of doing the same thing. He would be playing live performances on Facebook, but he'd have his PayPal account up there to say, you know, accepting tips or whatever like that. Because, uh, again, you know, as, as, you know I, Zebra wasn't ever a huge band, but they, they had their time. They had uh, they probably made a decent living at one time, and they're still, you know, playing and making money and stuff like that. But, you know, when that stuff ends... A guy like that, you know, he's in his 60s and, you know, he's not touring and not making any money. What are you going to do? It's just, uh, you know, and so, and just, you know, all the, all the concerts got canceled. Now some, the weird thing is that they're starting to, to put shows back on, but yet others are, are still canceled. So that's kind of odd. Well, I um, think from what I, I was reading something about that, but, but they can limit the, like a Kenny Chesney concert. How you? I mean, you have the stadium pretty much sold out. Right. If not already, it would have been that that day. There's no way for people to be tailgating. All day. I think what you're gonna, what you're starting to see is the smaller bands that are going out to Jurgles. Well, nobody outside of uh, Western Pennsylvania knows of Jurgles, but some <laughs> of these places that maybe they they hold 500 to a thousand people. <clears throat> any small shows or regional shows, they're only filling so many. They're 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 not letting everybody pile in as sar sardines. And it makes me wonder. So that's the reason why you're seeing the 
the smaller shows take place. But it's making me wonder if some of these concerts in due time, maybe that we're going to draw between five or 7,000 people, if they're going to be trying to put, although it'd be a higher cost to put them, to take them into a place that maybe holds generally 15 or 17,000 seats for a concert right. space. I just don't know how you do, especially with the public restrooms. God, go uh, to a yeah. concert with 20,000 people and see what's going on in a restroom. I mean, it's just everybody got <laughs> the gut. You're right. peeing. Nobody's washing their hands. There's uh, You run out of soap. There's toilets leaking. Somebody's sick. Yeah, all, all, of us, all of us has been through that and we're still here and we're still alive. So it's right. Hard. Well, it's a little, yeah, but it's a little, it's a little different. That would spread right. like wildfire in a, in a, on a hot summer night. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. I just hope that they, that things advance and, and people. Oh, well, right. they all do. I mean, none of these uh, strands and stuff like this, like, you know, H1N1 and whatever, they don't, they, they, they seem to have either like a, a shelf life. They, they eventually kind of die out. They come around maybe a couple of times and die out. I mean, I know, uh, you know, influenza hasn't, it's here, but that's the other thing. They keep saying everything will be fine once they come up with a vaccine for, uh, you know, for the COVID. And I'm like, but they have a vaccine for the, the, the flu and we still lose 50, 60,000 people a year uh, from that. So yeah. it's know. a different, it's a different thing though. I mean, uh, because if you, because uh, look now, who knows that nobody knows that this thing could material could end up grown into something else. Once they solve this problem, there will be another, another yeah. problem. But if people are, if they're saying that it, it, it seems at this point, it seems it doesn't no guarantee that but once you have it, that it's very unlikely for you to get it again. That's right. not how the flu works. So right. it's something with yeah, it, you can get the flu so the, over and over again, right? Yeah. So the vaccine may be able to do something, but I want to. I want to see. It's just that usually those take years because of all the trials. Speeding it through, you hate to go be the first one in line, and then two months later, there's people getting severely sick from it right. or being hospitalized and dying. It's just it's. It's it, it's a mess. I don't like wearing a mask and doing everything I can. I surely don't want to get anybody sick more so than me getting sick. And I guess we'll just have to we'll just have to see what happens. I mean, that's, that's, part of me always like you know the the smart ass in me like has thought about like putting my mask on like I always do and going into Johnny or something like that. And the whole time I'm there, just like hacking up a storm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> Why you got the mask on, you know, like, well, Hey, and it's, it's okay. I got my mask on. It's okay. Everybody. I got my That's mask. only a 60% effectiveness <laughs> there. You're not going to do it. I start, I started doing, I started uh, changing things up because I hear, I, I shouldn't say I hear. And I also see people saying, why are people wearing masks in their car? So what yeah. I do, I wear it. I'll wave at people. And I don't want to wear it in a car. Sometimes I have yeah. if I'm in two minutes, if I'm going to be going into another driving a little more down the road and I have sunglasses and a hat on because I use those ones that I used to run in in cold weather that are not the ones that hook at the ear, but they have the elastic. You know, they're right. the ones that are a comfort masks, they call them, but they have the little metal thing there. It's such a pain ass to take everything off and put it back on. So I leave it on. But now I leave it on. I leave the house. If there's neighbors looking at me, I put on and I wave <laughs> like this. If I'm at the light, I'll go like just because it, it seems to piss people seems to piss people off. I thought about 
when there's actually a time that they allow us to go into cigar bars, just cutting a hole in one. Cigar. <laughs> I think cigar smoke is going to be a one that's going to, I think our cigar bars are going to be last to open because people are yeah, I mean, throwing uh, germs out into the atmosphere. Rocky Patel has said, and they're, they're not ready to open up just yet, but only because the fact, I mean, they've got the green light. They could actually open up, but they're, they're, their establishment's not uh, op- uh, ready yet. They're still making sure that the building and their establishment is up to CDC codes and that their employees are all educated and, uh, you know, the protocols and everything. But if they were, if they had already done that prior, they would be ready to open up on uh, Friday. Uh, so. I think they want to see what happens. It's just, I think that it's probably so much more work for a cigar bar because you're, you're purposely right. blowing out. It's not like when we sit here and we're talking, no, we're just regular, we're just breathing. Well, the water droplets aren't in, in the, in the steam of the, or I mean the, in the smoke that you're breathing out. It's not like it's in your breath. COVID doesn't get released in your breath. It gets released by the droplets that are in your mouth and in your body. Um, so like when you do cough and you do expel that spit, or if you're talking and you're spitting while you're talking, um, that's where that gets transferred. And they even said now that after they've had time to examine it, they like, they, they realize that it doesn't live on surfaces. Like they said, like, well, so it does, but it's not as easily caught. I mean, it's right. Still- it doesn't, it doesn't transfer as easily that way. So, um, and like, you know, we still wipe down our, our groceries when we get home, even though they said you don't have to anymore. Um, we still do just as a precaution. Yeah. And, next week they'll say something else. So. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's kind of like eggs and bacon and meat, right? One, one day eggs, bacon and meat are great for you. Eat them up. And then the next week it's like, Oh wait, we were mistaken. It's all bad. And then the next week, Oh wait, no, no. New report came out. Eggs, bacon and meat are perfectly good for you. Make up your damn minds. You know, it's, I just every, think they don't know. Every expert in the world has come out with their own theory about that. Why this was a, a hoax or why this was, uh, wrong or not as bad. Most, most people are saying it's a hoax, but they're saying it's not as bad as what they originally thought it was. And the other thing that really looked bad, really, really looked bad, is when the CDC had to admit that, that the numbers were fudged, you know, and the state had to admit, like Pennsylvania had to admit that some of the numbers were fudged. And that, what prompted that, though, was the coroner from Armstrong County when he said, look, I submitted that we had two deaths here and all of a sudden there's six in the database. How did that happen? I'm the official guy that says how many people died from COVID. And then, you know, the CDC had to later come out and say, well, if someone died and they had COVID, we just said that they died from COVID. Well, there, and that's little dishonest from uh, that level because I understand states doing it because they're doing it for political reasons Oh, well, there's money, but the, but there's these, money. But as I'm saying, there, there's, there's, there's money two left different on angles. The, there's money left on the table. Right. There's two different angles. Number one, they're they're getting more money from the federal government to 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 supplement those those deaths. But the other thing is to try to hurt Trump politically, and but so it's it's really dishonest when you're when you're fudging the numbers. So when you when we see that there's you know uh, you know hundred thousand deaths here in the United States. How many of those were really people that died from from COVID? Did they did they die from COVID or just with COVID? You know, because that's what the CDC said. They said if they died, even if they died from a, a gunshot wound, they said there were some people that yeah. got that died from a gunshot that they got labeled as dying from COVID because they tested positive for COVID. So that leads to another question: What are they doing with with anybody that comes through the uh, the coroners? Are they testing them for COVID nineteen? So if 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 they if a guy gets stabbed and dies and he comes in or they say make test him for COVID 
And if you well, come the up guy, with COVID, then he said, well, just mark down and then he died from COVID. Well, yeah. And there, there was, and I'm sure there's some people that died from it that they didn't know that they had it. That probably was going, right. I had a, I had, I know somebody who was out in, um, who originally lit, who's originally from Johnstown lived here for many years, moved back to Johnstown. She died back in late February and she had the flu turn in supposedly ammonia, pneumonia. She went in the hospital and then a week later, taking her off life support, and 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 she died. She could have had it too. I'm not worried about the dying aspect of it. Look, I've we've lost a couple. You know, I, the company I work for is a Fortune 500 company. We lost some people. We've we've lost a few people over now. Thankfully, it was after they weren't they weren't in the office. Right, Everybody right. was already. I mean, I work for a technology company, so um, you know, no, they were not in. In the, in the office, I mean, they just started opening things back up in Arizona, letting our offices and stuff not that that long ago. And there's people that, I mean, it's now they see it messes with your heart. And, you know, there's been some people probably died of heart attack that might have had that. We're talking about the whole Black Lives Matter. He tested, they, the coroner said that he, even though they're not saying that's the cause of death, mm, but right. he had it in his system too now what he might not have had symptoms he, he might have been asymptomatic right yeah yeah or he might have just he might have started feeling sick a few days later but but my cousin one of his um a police officer he knew a young guy good shape all of a sudden got sick like that from he thought he had the cold or flu and it was like the next day they were rushing him to the hospital and an ambulance and pumping all kind of and all kind of um drugs into him and it was and it, and it was pretty bad i had pneumonia was it maybe four years ago? And that was pretty bad. And I'm in, you know, I'm in good health. I run, I lift weights and stuff, and I'm in good, good, good shape. But that was rough. I don't even want to go through that again. And I mean, I wasn't on my deathbed or anything. Look, I just don't want to get any, any, anybody sick. I'm going to, I'm going to play it safe. It's not that I'm being, that I'm afraid of everything. It's just that I'm, I'm considerate to other people and, and all, all right. that. And people can do whatever they want. But if you go back and you look at a lot of the old stuff from the that whole big thing with the flu back in 1917 and 1918, there's the whole thing back then about not wearing masks. There was groups getting together. There was marches, and they have photos of people from going to the baseball games and stuff, and they were all in the stands wearing their masks. But the right. same thing went on with everybody fighting. It's no big deal. It's my rights. It's my rights. And then what happens? The next wave comes in a few months later. And then the death rate goes through the roof. And you got to remember the population's probably three or four times more dense now than it was back then. Right. Yeah, I just hope that, yeah, yeah like I just hope people that, died. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so now you'd be talking about maybe three, four million people. And well, well, I, med medication stuff is in the medical right. industry is, is a lot better than it was back then. Too, right. So but if knows? it gets overrun with things and then there's a problem, I'm just hoping that they, that they, if it's not some really effective, safe um, shot that you could have, you could have as a vaccination. It, look, it's the same thing. You remember for AIDS? I mean, mm. geez, they could. The best thing they could do with all the drug, all the drugs that they had was extend people's life for two or three weeks. And now you have people who've had AIDS for 15, 20 years that are still alive and working and. I mean, yeah, they have side effects and are taking fifteen hundred dollars worth of medication a month. But well, they don't. They don't they, have. They don't have AIDS. They they, they were HIV positive. That's, but that's. I mean, it just never. They're able to. 
that can, it's not a death sentence anymore. Right, and, but I'm just saying there, there's, there's, if you have AIDS, that you, you're going to die right. with AIDS. But if you're HIV positive, that doesn't mean that you're going to die. You, they, they can manage that. So, well, Mike, when I, years ago, when I worked in a, a mail order pharmacy and we were the only company in the country, we were designated as the only people with this drug called Crixivan. And it was the first one that came out as a super drug. And you had people's T-cell counts that were at four. They were, they were basically just a sneeze away from death. And they got the medication in time, and they would call you back a couple months later. The T-cell count was back up, was up close, closer to normal levels. Right. So there were people that were really sick with AIDS that have taken these medications and have gotten better and have gone. And they keep, and that cricks, and that's like an old age. I mean, that's still being prescribed, but there's better drugs than that out there. If they could come up, if they could come up with, if our medical professionals could come up with something, they come, it took them a while though, to come back something as bad as that. This isn't as bad as that. Right. And if they, I, I do think that in time, hopefully not a long time, they'll come up with something if it's not a vaccine, but some sort of treatment that you could take that's going to minimize not so much. I mean, yeah, the risk of death, but the biggest thing, people getting really sick and passing it off to other people. I'm sure there's probably idiots out there that have it, have been diagnosed for it, <laughs> have symptoms, and are out there shopping and, do, and don't even oh, I'm do sure, it. I'm sure. And, and, and that's you know, another whether, problem. Whether they know it, and then there's asymptomatic people who don't know it, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's you can't, you know, look at a, a a mark on their head and say, well, he's got it, he doesn't have it. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just where it is what it is. I think there's people that are sick and know they have it that are probably still oh, yeah. not quarantining themselves. I mean, some people are just assholes. I mean, yeah, I understand, but if you have something like that, you should be, you should, you should be away. Hell, if you have a really bad stomach virus, you should be away from it. And we, we still don't know whether this is something that's going to, you know, die in the heat in the, in the summer, like the, like the flu. Some people say it is, some people say it's not um, no. very well. I mean, one thing's for sure, we're, we're, you know, at least as far as our state goes, we're, we're opening back up. Although, you know, with our idiot governor, you know, going green doesn't really mean a whole lot because there's still all these same restrictions. And someone called the governor's office and said, well, what's after green? Because there's still all these restrictions. And they're like, well, nothing. So no. as long as Wolf is in office, these restrictions are going to remain in place. Even if, and they're like, well, maybe if there's a vaccine, the vaccine is not going to do anything. The vaccine is going to give people a good peace of mind is what it is. And, you know, again, with, with the flu shot, there, there, you know, there are people who still get sick and die from the flu and they've had the flu shot. So what, what good is it going to do? Well, um, I don't, I don't know, but they, they, they got to ease into things. I mean, do I think that we could have started this a little earlier than we did? Yes. But I, you know, I just don't want to see all this being, you know, kind of, a shot in, I just would hate to see it go all out, go go all out the window in like a month or two. Right. That would be just that would be terrible. I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna make sure to be respectful to other people around me. And people could do whatever they want. I'm gonna do what what I think is best best for me and 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 that's you know and we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully hopefully the people who think that this will you know not get any don't won't get worse again and we'll just have cases and things will be sort of as they stand now, which aren't great, but right. it's not, 
through the roof where they're running out of hospital beds and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like a, a lose-lose situation. You go this route, then somebody else here screwed. You go this way. It just, well, no. to, to, to bring back th things back around, I mean, I, I, I can't wait until there are live shows again. I mean, my sister got me tickets for, for King and Country. They were supposed to play here the day after my birthday, which would have been, so that was my birthday gift. And then they postponed it to uh, June and then they postponed it indefinitely. They didn't cancel it. They just said they were, they're rescheduling it. They don't know when they're going to be back in town. But, and I think a lot of tours are doing that right now. They, they're starting to reschedule their tours. Um, which is good. Um, so hopefully things will, and I, you know what I really hate? I, I, uh, I hate the term new normal. It's a horrible term, the new normal. And people are just settled. They're like, okay, well, this is the new normal. There just shouldn't be a new normal. You know, we're going to get through this. We, we've, we've gone through every, epi every other epidemic. Um, I don't know that, this, that that we're going to live the rest of our lives with having to wear masks everywhere we go. That, I, don't that, so. I don't think so. I don't think that's the thing. So this is not a new normal. This is a temporary pause it's on the normal. The normal for now. It's the normal for now. It's not a new normal. So I wish people would stop using that term. It's really irritating. And, Does it? Uh, I don't. I don't care what they call it. You know, they could call it free pizza as far as I'm concerned. I got to do the same damn thing. I'm going to do the same damn thing regardless. But if you want to see some concerts, what we need to do is go to concerts that with for bands like some of the B level, yeah. B and C level 80s bands that are only going to draw 200 people at Jurgle because <laughs> it's not going to it's not going to matter. Right. Anyhow, and, and we, we get to have a cigar before the show. Although that cigar bar is going to be a, how many people are they going to stick in that thing? That's a yeah, that's like a that's a small box there, man. I mean, they 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 need a bigger cigar bar. It would do great. It does yeah, great as it is, and it's like the size of my basement, including the bar, including the counter and the bar and everything. Right. Well, yeah. Speaking of which, I think uh, you know maybe we got to get uh, you know Sean McNabb on the show or something like that. So yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> you know, yeah, he was, he's a cigar guy. Yeah, and he was a cool guy to hang out with. So maybe we got to get him on the show. Uh, and um, or uh, we talked about before Dennis Miller. So he's a Pittsburgh boy. Maybe he'd uh, he'd come on and help some local boys get this get this show kicked off the the, the ground and stuff like that. So, Either that or just hang up on us. Right. Well. You know, hey, everybody's got to start somewhere, right? We've, we've got to start somewhere. I think that uh, we have a, a positive start. It's not like we don't have any followers. We've got, uh, you know, we're off to a decent start. So we're hoping that uh, each time we have one of these episodes that uh, we pick up a few more listeners. So if you're enjoying what you're hearing, uh, especially tonight with just me and Mark, sometimes it's uh, pretty entertaining. Sometimes it gets a little serious, but that's fine. That's what, what Blabber Brains is all about. You know, we, we talk about the, the subjects that matter to us, that matter to you. Uh, that's why you tune in. That's why you listen to us. Uh, we're going to have special guests coming up. I can't uh, name some of them right now. Um, we have some people on the slate, but I don't know exactly when they're going to be on. So you'll just have to stay tuned and, and hang in there. So uh, we'll say uh, good night for tonight. It was some uh, good chatting with you there, Big M. And I hope you found our, our talk informative, entertaining. And uh, if nothing else, you got a good laugh here and there. 
uh, at, at uh, looking at our goofy faces or some of the stupid things we had to say. And I'm sure somewhere along mine, one of us stuck our foot in our mouths and someone will point it out, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm willing to live with that. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at like, like I said earlier, if you talk long enough, sooner or later, something stupid is going to come out of your mouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm living with those consequences. I'm fine with that. So until next time, uh, cheers, America. We'll see you next time on Blabberbrain Show. <laughs> Blabberbrain. Thank you.